Hello and welcome to Speaking About Speaking. And today, those of you that are joining me and expecting to see the lovely Van der Varga, I made a bit of a boo-boo. I thought it was today and actually it's not till next week. I know, and I only found that out about two minutes before we went live. <laughs> so if there's anybody out there watching, uh, apologies for Vanda not being here. Those of you that were expecting the lovely Vanda, she will be here next week, I promise. And I won't, I won't mess up again. So I bet you're wondering what the hell I'm going to talk about today. Well, I'm going to speak because that's what I do. So I'm going to be speaking about speaking. And so if you have any questions that you'd like to ask me about public speaking, about building your confidence around your communication, about how you can show up powerfully in front of your audience, whoever they may be, whether they're an audience of one being a client, whether they're um, an audience of many. So you might be in a meeting at work, you might be doing a presentation for work, you might have to step on a stage for a conference. Perhaps you're worried about being nervous. You can't get over that feeling of the, the fear that you feel in your stomach before you uh, you step in front of people and, and open your mouth to speak. So if you've got any questions about that, then please do put them in the comments. I'm here and happy to interact with you. But what I'm going to do now is I've literally grabbed a piece of paper because I thought, right, well, I'll see what I can find, see if I can find some questions that, that need answering that will help anybody out there that needs to get on a stage and uh, step in front of their audience and speak to their clients or to their customers. So what do I do? I, I've been an actor, a designer, I'm a director and a producer, an arts project manager and a performance coach. And when I say performance coach, I don't mean performance in a way, but I'm, I mean actually getting on the stage and being performance ready. So making sure that if you are uh, having to speak to someone that I am able with what I do as a, as a speaker performance coach, I can get you in front of your audience and get excited, uh, be excited about being there and being confident with what, what it is that you have to say, with your content, with your visuals, with your slide deck, whatever it is that you have to present. Um, my background really is acting and performing and teaching. So I've been a teacher of acting for many, many years, voice and breathing exercises to do with getting people ready to step on a stage. So I've been been doing that for children and adults for probably 25, 30 years now. I started life as a fashion designer, which is a bit odd, I know. And but I couldn't resist the temptation of being on stage and 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 finding characters to play and telling stories. So that's what I always loved to do. So for me, finding a character and finding that character's motivation was what I loved to do, to get on a stage and tell that story. The audience on the journey with me. And actually that's what I do now with the clients that I work with. I get to the bottom of who it is that they are and why they're doing what they're doing. I love to find out what is their motivation? What is their why? Why are they there? And so I do that using my active training. So the actor's training that I went through before I um, became an actor was all around your voice, your breath, finding that motivation, really 
ridding yourself of inhibitions and your own traits as a as a as a personality to take on another character really finding out what that motivation is and what that backstory is why is that character doing what they're doing how do they react to the other people around them how do the other people around them react to them as the character and all of these things are really a, a beneficial process for anybody and everybody no matter what your business is it's it's about being self-aware I mean, about really understanding your own personal brand and how you step in to your role and your business. So what do I love to what do I love about what I do? Well, everything, to be honest. Um, like I said, I love playing a character. I love looking into uh, somebody else's story, finding out what it is that that makes them tick really what it is that they have always wanted to do and what makes them want to do it. Um, I love language. So I love the language that we use, the English language. I love accents. Um, I love the voice and the physicality that comes with the voice because the voice after all is breath and how we, how we use our breath and our bodies really affects the way that we speak. So that really interests me. I love, I mean, as an actor, I loved rehearsal time. I loved getting in a room with people, with the other actors, the other members of the company and playing. And actually a lot of what I do now with my clients and the people that I work with is about it's about playing, really. I mean, I don't say that to the big corporates because obviously they don't really understand that. But in order to really get people to to be their best and to really be confident in themselves and what it is that they're doing. They need to have a, a certain amount of playfulness. And when I say playfulness, maybe that's a, um, a curiosity about what it is that they're doing and who they're doing it for. And so those sort of warm-up exercises and those drama games that I used to play uh, when I was training as an actor and when I train other people, those are the kind of exercises that I like to put my my clients and customers through just to to get them really to lose those inhibitions to leave themselves at the door and really step outside of their comfort zone and see how far they can go because after all you know transformation really happens when you're stepping right to the edge of your comfort zone so i love people to get there because i i love seeing them transform which you know trust me they do they do Yes, I love play. I love. I've got here pick pick a player part. So I'm looking more now. At obviously, the training that I had as an actor, but but really, again, it's it's finding that motivation when when you're given a script. It's it's about reading between the lines, looking at the subtext. Now, I've recently been working at Pinewood Studios with a group of stunt performers. So these are stunt performers that are young and they are training um, to, to be stunt performers. And part of that training is they, they need to learn how to act, as you would imagine. They need sometimes not just to fall off buildings. They need to, uh, they need to be able to, uh, to speak to camera. So that's, that's something that I, that I worked with with them, is looking at a script, reading between the lines, looking at the subtext. What is that backstory? What, why is that character doing what they're doing? What is there in a monologue? 
that's really interesting and that's something you can uh, you can sort of look at when you're in a in a space with people if you're in uh, in a boardroom or if you are on a stage or you're in a networking environment if you if you know the signs and if you know how to uh, how to gauge people's body language it's really interesting to to see how how they use their inner monologue oh we've got Laurie here hello Laurie and Laurie you're saying hello both and I have to I have to confess as I did at the top here that unfortunately I made a bit of a boo-boo and the lovely Vanda is going to be here next week I know I know <laughs> I'm really, really, really sorry. So we don't have Fanda today, but we will have her next week. But Laurie, you are the perfect person. Laurie was a guest on Speaking About Speaking a couple of weeks ago. And it comes from a performing background too. And so Laurie, I was just speaking about how the actor's training is so beneficial to everybody in no matter what it is that they do for their work and for, for their business and for their life. So you'll know all about inner monologue and, uh, and, and, and reading between the lines. Um, and But I was looking forward to speaking to you, Vanda, which I will do next week about the NLP side of, of uh, linguistics and language and how NLP can really help you look at your map of the world, but look at other people's maps of the world and, and, and get that sort of self-awareness and, you know, read other people as well as yourself. Uh, one of the lovely things, I had some fantastic feedback from some of the stunt performers that I was working with last week. After we put them through five days of uh, intensive uh, acting training was that actually uh, the feedback came back that I'd that, that working for the five days um, on the acting training had made this gentleman's life more fun because he was now really looking at, at people's inner monologues and their motivation and uh, looking at himself as well. So that was, that was great. Uh, yeah. What's that Laurie forward facing, forward facing and delivering messages. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Brilliant. Thank you. So I'm just, for, for those of you that are watching on the replay or are, are here listening um, unfortunately, as I said, Vanda's not here today. She will be here next week. And so you will, hopefully you will come back and join me then. But what I'm doing today for the next sort of uh, 20 minutes is just to answer some questions that I that I really I'd asked myself. And this was an exercise that came up from um, a presentation I watched today with the wonderful Ella Orr talking about personal branding. And one of her tips was to do this very exercise is to ask yourself, you know, what are your values? What is your motivation for doing what you do? And asking yourself some really quite sort of deep questions about what it is that you love to do and why you do it. And then from that, you can find out what, what your personal brand pillars are. And the other thing that came up in Ella's presentation today was to ask Ask your tribe is what she, the way she put it. But I, a couple of years back when I very first started this business, I asked people around, you know, in my network. So I asked some people in my network. I asked some former clients and I asked some friends. And I said, what is it that I do? What do you think I am good at? And what do you think I could improve? And I suppose that's, that's quite a scary thing to do. 
um, if you are, you know, feeling a little bit vulnerable. But actually, it was really, really good for my confidence because actually people aren't aren't going to be nasty. They will tell you the truth and hopefully they'll be constructive. And actually what came back made me realize that I was doing the right thing, that my motivation and my my values were spot on, you know, and the mission that I had for me and my business was was correct. So as scary as it sounds, uh, it's quite a good exercise to do is to ask your friends what they think of you. Ask people that you've worked with, people in your network, what it is that they like about what you do, what your superpowers are. Uh, and again, going back to what Ella was talking about today with personal branding, it's then taking the words that come up regularly. You know, if you've, I think I asked 11 people in all, and there were certain words that came up from everybody. And those were the ones that I knew were at my core. So they, those were the ones that, that people saw how I wanted to be seen, how I wanted to show up, they gave me that that clue as to what it was that that I was doing right and what I was doing wrong, what my superpowers were. So that was a really, really good exercise. I would be interested to find out if anybody does that off the back of this <laughs> uh, podcast and, and and let me know how you get on, please. Or if you've done it, put some comment, put a comment in the uh, in the comments. I'd love to know how you got on with doing that. Um, what can we learn from being on stage? Well, being on stage as an actor is a is a culmination of weeks and weeks of rehearsal. But if you're getting on stage as a speaker and you've got a talk or a presentation that you're you're doing for an audience, then you will have, I would hope, put in a lot of rehearsal, a lot of practice, a lot of prep. You will have researched your audience. You will know who it is that you're speaking to, why they are there and why they should be listening to you. So you will have done all of that. Uh, but what can you learn about being on stage from actually the experience of doing that? It's, it's learning how to be truthful, how to be authentic and open, because it, it is a quite a vulnerable experience to step on a stage, even when you are so rehearsed and you are almost, you know, some people hide behind slides, they hide behind um, presentations that they've put together, they might hide behind a script. But if you can actually get on a stage confidently and comfortably with the material that you have, with the content that you have, and when you know exactly who it is that you're talking to and why you're talking to them, then then that's that's really uh, that's really enlightening and and quite empowering, I think. It's being responsible for yourself. It's taking responsibility. You know, it's you up there, and um, you know, it's you up there and uh, and putting across your opinion, your thoughts for the, for the for the um, for the sake of the audience. Uh, Laurie says a sense of what you are communicating, uh, a sense of what your body is communicating and to learn awareness. And there's no substitute for saying it out loud. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this, this is one of the things that I say, you know, if just if you've got anything that you need to speak out loud in, you know, when it comes to it, then practice speaking out loud and 
if you can, speak it out loud to a real human being, because there's nothing quite like it. You know, you can stand in front of a mirror, you can walk around the park, which is what I used to do when I used to memorize my lines, was walk around dog walking and, you know, just go through the lines and speak them out loud. But there's there's nothing quite like speaking them to another human being, preferably one that loves you, because you really get that sense of, of how it's coming across. You can get some constructive criticism. You can ask whether whether your audience, whoever that might be, that person that loves you, whether they understood what it was you were talking about, what was the point. Uh, and it really kind of takes away just at least one layer of nerves so that once you've done it in real life to one, at least one real life person, then when it comes to speaking for the real thing, then actually you won't be quite so nervous as you was before. So yeah, there is no substitute for saying it out loud. Absolutely. So if you are out there, if you've just joined me uh, or watching the replay and you were expecting the wonderful Van de Varga to be here, unfortunately, I did make a bit of a boo-boo and I don't know why. I spent the whole week thinking Vanda was going to be here today. And about four minutes to four o'clock when she hadn't appeared, I emailed and said, Vanda, did you get the link? And she said, it's not till next week. So, yes. <laughs> so, hence, I'm kind of making it up as I go along, which is basically what I do. And I quite enjoy that. So, yeah, apologies if you were here expecting Vanda. And you've just got me. Uh, apologies for that. But Vanda will be here next week. And I look forward to that. So, yeah, if you're out there and listening, anybody, uh, then do put a comment, ask a question. I'd be very, very happy to answer you. And what else have I got here on my list? How can improvisation help with confidence and creativity? So that's a difficult one, isn't it? Improvisation, when you're talking to business people or you're talking to people that have no inclination to step on a stage and act, when you talk to them about improvisation, they kind of go, oh, you can see them stepping back or shuddering or wanting to hide underneath the table. But actually, improvisation is so easy because you do like I am now. You make it up as you go along. And as long as you know your stuff, as long as you have, and we all do, anybody that runs a business or, or has been in a business for any amount of time knows their stuff because they live it. They, they work it day in, day out. And so what it, what it comes down to then is just having the permission to be yourself, to show up with your personality and just speak. Let people know that you know what you're talking about and that you can make it up as you go along. You can have those conversations. You can step into a networking space and talk without having a plan, without having, you know, people have those 60 second elevator pitches, which is great. Prepare something. Definitely get get your first sentence out. You know, what, what is it that you do? Answer that question when, you know, because that's the question you get asked when you walk into a networking space. What do you do? That's just don't say I'm an accountant. I'm a financial advisor because that that's not what you do. That's that's not who you are. And the people that you're speaking to want to know more than that. So when people ask me, what do you do? I say I help people get excited about stepping on a stage or stepping in front of their audience. Uh, 
And then that automatically gets people to go, oh, that sounds interesting. And they want to know more. So then I get to explain what it is that I do, how I do it and why I do it and what the transformation is for the people that I work with. So as long as you've got that kind of starter, then the rest you just you talk. And the biggest part of improvisation and the most important part of improvisation is listening and you need to listen. So acting is all about acting and reacting. So what you need to do as that person walking in to a networking space or into, you know, anywhere that you, you've got to be yourself is just speak from, from your heart, speak about what it is that you know and re and react after listening. So make sure that you listen to the person that, that you're, you're talking to, hear what they are saying, be curious. Again, that's that thing about being playful and improvisation is all about being curious and being playful and listening. Oh, thank you, Laurie. That's such a powerful message to start with. I help in response to the, what do I do question? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we all do it on, on LinkedIn is full of those profiles that's, you know, what, what is it that you do in your profile on LinkedIn? It says generally it will start with I help. What is it that you help people with? What is the transformation that you take people through? Talk to, to people um, from your own point of view, using your own stories, using your own experience. Because when you're talking authentically as you using your own experiences and your own stories, then you can't be caught out. You can't be judged. Uh, you won't stumble over your words and um and ah because you're talking about what you know. It's about you. So always, always, always talk from your own experience. Don't try to be somebody you think other people think you should be. This was another part of the conversation I was having earlier today with, with Ella and the, and the group that we were with is, is yeah, Try not to be who you think you should be. Be who you are. Show up with your personality and just be confident that you are enough and you are the person that, that your client or customer needs to be speaking to. Uh, working with others, this is the other thing. that. What, where else do you get from improvisation? You think on the spot. It expands your mind. It really, if you get, if you get used to speaking and making stuff up as you go along. And I think we had this conversation, Laurie, about going along to a drama course and, and playing about with improvisation because it really does put you in a space um, where your, your mind expands because you have to think on the spot. So a great improvisation uh, exercise is the yes and exercise. So, you you know, in a partnership or in a, in a group of people, you you speak something and then the next person says yes and and they add to that improvisation so they're always always adding it, it there's adding layers it gets more exciting it gets more doable it's more positive if you change that round and 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 finish the sentence with a no but it brings it brings the conversation down it's negative it, it, in improvisation terms it goes nowhere so in your own lives when you're interacting with people on a zoom call in a workspace uh, in a networking environment think about yes and when you're talking to people and you're curious and you're listening 
answer them with a with a with a yes and kind of sentence. I mean, you really will notice the difference because it really is progressive and and um, and positive. Uh, what else have we got here? Act and react. I think we did that one. Expressing and engaging and having fun. Again, it, it's all that sort of curiosity. Uh, the next one I have here is how can people connect with an audience? Well, that's, that is about knowing who your audience is. So if you are, if, if you've done your research and you know it is who it is that you're talking to, if it's in a one-to-one client situation then make sure you know who that client is what they're what they want out of the conversation that they're going to be having with you um because it it's all about them whether it's an audience of one or whether it's an audience of thousands if you are on a stage at a huge conference if you're giving a presentation or a keynote speech you need to know who your audience is because this isn't about you it's about them and actually, when you change your mindset in that way, it kind of takes the pressure off you because you are there to give value. And actually, it's all about the audience. It's not about you. So think, think about that. Make sure you do that research, that you really, you really um, find out who it is that you're talking to. Why should they care what it is that you're saying to them? Why would they want to listen? And the more you know about them, the more you can spark their curiosity, the more you can have fun with them, then, then that's when you become engaging. That's when they lean forward and they start listening. And so a lot of that, again, that, that can come down to the voice, that can come down to the way that you tell a story, the stories that you tell. But again, it's not about you. You're not telling a story, you're not telling your story to, um, to get sympathy from your audience. You're not telling a story just to make them laugh, to make yourself look good. It's, it's got to be about them. If you're telling your own stories and putting across your own experience, then it's really uh, in, in order to validate somebody in the audience. It's to resonate and make you relatable to the people in the audience. So always, always think about them. Why should they care about what it is that you're saying? Why should they be there? Because nine times out of 10, if they're coming to a conference, they've either had to pay a lot of money or they are there for work. Um, so, yeah, in a way, you owe it to them to show up confidently and comfortably and with a message that is that is relevant to them. Because if you don't, if you are not well prepared, if you are not confident in your content, if you're not comfortable on the stage, then the audience will mirror that. So if you step on the stage feeling uncomfortable and unconfident, that's exactly how you will make the audience feel. So always, always, always think of the audience first, do your research, find out who it is that you're talking to and why they should want to listen to what it is that you're saying. Well, I think I've spoken spoken enough. <laughs> um, again, apologies if you came in slightly late there and were expecting to see the lovely Van de Varga. I made a bit of a boo-boo and she actually isn't here until next week. Yeah, I don't know why. As soon as she came back to me at two minutes to four and said, no, it's the 18th, Jackie, not the 11th. I suddenly went, oh, do. 
of course. So I put out all the promo. I did all of that, put her lovely face out there. And uh, and yes, she's not here till next week. So please be prepared to see all of the same stuff again next week. Uh, and she will be here. And I'm really looking forward to speaking to Vanda. I've recently been through Vanda's NLP practitioner training course which was invaluable and I was really and I am really looking forward to talking to her about how NLP can help with the anxiety uh, of public speaking because there's lots of techniques there that I learned certainly and I know that Laurie who's who's here listening and uh, and Ricky Locke and some of the other guys in this sort of network that use NLP for their their training and when they're working with people on public speaking. So it's really, really helpful. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Vanda a little bit more about that. And I have to say, if anybody is out there thinking of doing NLP as a, you know, anything either to, to teach NLP to other people to, or to use NLP within their own uh, coaching practice, then, then do check out Vanda Varga because her, her course is quite amazing. So without any further ado, I am going to just show you my website because I don't have anybody else's to show you and just say, look, powertospeak.co.uk. So if you'd like to know any more about the uh, speaker training that I do, the coaching programs that I have, you can check out the website there and have a look at all my services and uh, have a look at the other podcasts. If you go to the Power to Speak YouTube channel, there are all the other replays there of the previous Speaking About Speaking episodes. So do go and check those out. Uh, and that's Power to Speak YouTube channel. So please go there and please subscribe. I am desperately trying to get my subscriber number up. And, and you know, people do these web these webinars and things and kind of go, go do, do, you know, press the button and do all that or click the bell, ring the bell. Um, yeah, if you get to the YouTube channel, please, please subscribe. But thank you for this week for being here. Thank you for Laurie, to Laurie for interacting with me. That was brilliant. Thank you very much. And if you are watching the replay, thanks for being here. Leave a comment, subscribe, do whatever you like. And I look forward to seeing you next week here with the lovely Van der Varga. Bye for now.